No, when we are in large groups like this, we are practicing. That's why I keep on emphasizing on Tuesdays that we are learning how that the real prayer is when we get back home. Is the things that really, really come out of your heart spontaneously. So please remember, we must create what? The ambience of faith around us. It is important that we create that ambience. And that's what I'm going on to develop. I've been trying to get to it, but it's just been proving a bit difficult. But we'll get there in a moment. All right? Now, uh, we read somewhere just, we're reading Romans chapter 10. Okay, so let's continue. So let's just continue reading from verse 8. He said, what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we are preaching. That if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness. And with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. But the scripture says, whoever believes in him will not be disappointed. For there is no distinction between Jew or Greek, Jew and Greek, for the same Lord is Lord of all, abounding in riches for all who call on him. Uh, sorry, I didn't intend to read this long, but let me just jump to where I want. I say, for whoever will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. Now, he now said, how then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? How will they believe in him whom they have not heard? And how will they hear without a preacher? How will they preach unless they are sent? Just as it is written, how good, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news of good tidings. He said, however, they did not all hear the good news. For Isaiah says this, Lord who has believed our report. And I said, the summary of everything is verse 17. So faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. Now, the dimension I want to bring here today, just to continue what we're talking about, this ambience of faith. I introduced it last time. We have seen that faith is a substance, is a spiritually tangible stuff that God pours into our hearts. And he's saying here, how does God pour it? One major method by which he pours it. In fact, not major. The main method by which he pours it is through the things that we hear. Remember that. That's why we're talking about this ambience. And that's why we've been reading it for the last few weeks from that Deuteronomy chapter 6. What we talk about all the time is conveying something into our hearts. The Lord Jesus said something in the book of John chapter 6. For time's sake, we won't open to it and start reading now. It's something that we all know very well. He said that the words that I speak, all right? He said the flesh profits nothing. It is the spirit that gives life. The words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. That is a Greek way of talking. What he was saying in modern, simple uh, way of expressing things is this. They were discussing about things he was saying. He said the letters themselves, the sounds you hear, the vibrations of your eardrum, those things that you hear, the letters you read, it also applies to reading. They themselves are not the substance. It is the method by which God passes the real substance. So he said the words that I speak, he said the flesh profits not, that's what it means. That that's not the real substance. The material thing you are seeing is not the real substance. It is what they carry. It's what they transmit. That it is God's method of transmitting life into a situation. He said, the word that I speak, they carry a spiritual substance that imparts life when they get into the place where they are going. That's what they were saying. That's what I was saying earlier. That faith is a manifestation of that presence of divine life in a situation. If life is in your heart, it manifests as faith. So he said, how does it come? He said, the words that I speak, 
they are it's not the letters, okay? It is the substance that they carry. And what is that substance? It's a life of faith. It is a substance that turns into faith when it is required in your heart. What am I trying to say? The way by which God sends faith into our hearts is by what we hear. Are you getting my point? That's what I've been saying. Guard your heart with all diligence. And these things are not innocent. They are not innocent. You know, I was talking to my friend the day, um, the American Supreme Court, by um, judgment five to four, legalized homosexual marriages across all the states in the, in the United States. And I said to him, I see what you guys are doing, at least in the U.S. He said, what happened? I haven't heard. I said, oh, you guys just declared homosexual marriages legal. Uh, I, I, we passed some comments. He said, I'm not surprised. I said, why? He said, because it's a plan. They hatched this plan more than 15 years ago. Now, I'm, I'm going somewhere. That what they did was to systematically erode the repulsion you feel about such things. Most people who support homosexual marriages in those countries are not homosexuals. They are not planning to be. They really don't care. That what the people just did was to systematically change their response. They stylishly, all right, comments here and there. And I read this, an article written by Reverend Father many years ago. Long, long, what I'm telling you, it's, not less, it's likely to be up to 20 years. And he warned about some of these things. That what these guys do, okay, is to simply position themselves in strategic places. You will find few of them as prominent doctors. They're not, it doesn't work. I mean, what are they going to do with it? All right? Where they go is media. You go to these major magazines, Newsweek, CNN, all of them. They have prominent people there. There are plenty like that. If I, if I give you some names, you'll be surprised. They're all over the place. Uh, but where the job they go for, the target is, is editor. Not even being a news journalist. They target being editors. And the fellow giving the statistics showed it that, assuming, I don't know for sure now, assuming that they are 5% of the population, amongst news editors, they were like 40%. No, the, the proportion was outrageous. He said it's a strategy. So what they did was stylishly present news, show things, present themselves as victims. First, they change the words. That's why you see me clearly avoid the word gay. If you check it, I hardly use it. You only hear me use at times like this to let you know I'm not using it. It was deliberate. They presented the words to you that, no, these guys are not, nothing wrong. Is they are gay people. So you buy the word gay, they are changing your mind. Words are like that. Words are used to change your spirit, change the way you react to things. These words are not, so my friend said, and I said something to him. He said, I said confused people. He said, Banky, they are not confused. He said, they are satanists. He said, they are not confused. He said, they are satanists. That these are deliberate attempts by satanists to corrupt a godly system. How do they do it? They use words. That's why I said, guard your heart. Words are not innocent. They impact a spiritual substance. They impact a spiritual substance. They are not innocent. They are telling you something. It's not just the information. It is the spirit they carry into you. Words can carry the spirit of fear. That's why when God wants to bless people, he tells them something. If I like the way he said to Moses, say to Aaron and to his children, thus you will bless the sons of Israel. You shall say to them. That is, it's not, it's not give them money. It's not pray for them. It's tell them something. It's not lay hands on them. Poor anointing oil. He said, no, you shall say to them, the Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you. He said, when you say these things, then I will come around and bless them. 
listen, words. I hope you are getting my point here. So the words of faith, when God wants to pour faith into our hearts, what he uses is the same thing, words. Now, I said, I addressed something earlier, because I'm talking about creating that ambience of faith around you. And I said I want to talk about what I call the Roman road. All right, let me just mention it, and I finally be able to get to it. What do I mean by Roman road? Just my way of explaining what God does in our lives. Let me quickly drop this for you again. We'll see all of these things. We'll keep on learning. There's no technology that human beings invented. Human beings do not have the ability to invent technology. God did not give that one to us. Wisdom is hidden by God and released when he wants to. Over the last many years, in the last few years on this earth, Knowledge has increased, like the Bible prophesied it will increase. God is the one that said, okay, now, knowledge. How do we spread it? Create what they call the internet. And they dropped the idea in somebody's mind. Okay, an internet started by the American government trying to ensure that they can control their arsenal from different places at the same time. All right, so that in case the Russians blow up this place, the same set of controls are available in another part of the world. That was the origin of the internet. But God knew what he was doing. Next thing they realized that, look, this is simple information. We can use this, I mean, it's information sharing method. Let's make a long story short. Over decades, what we now have is one computer, like your phone, talking to another computer in China. We call it the internet. It's not human idea. It is divine idea. I want you to understand. And everything has a purpose. Everything has a purpose. Long before television came to be, this man saw, I don't know whether he saw a picture or he was just musing about it, and the Lord helped him to understand. And there was no radio. But they were beginning to be able to recall some things. John Alexander Dowie, who died around the turn of the 19th century, 18-something to 19-something, right, those, those days. Around that time, he said that, I see a day that, because he was, he was listening to the sick, and it was so for him, how many people can I lay hands on here? How many people can come to Zion City? All right, how many people can come? Okay, so what do we do? He said, one day it will happen that my words will be transmitted live from here, from the tabernacle here to the bedside of the sick. That was radio. It did not exist that time. And then one day he said that it will also happen that my picture will be shown to them live. But he said it long ago. That it will happen. Ah, that will, and look at it. Ben here will sit at home. And as I'm telling you, somebody's watching me from this particular state, Touch your screen. I'm going to pray for you. Healing will come to you. The other day we talked about healing on radio. All right? And thing was in the air. And somebody, and of course, by the time we finished preaching, preaching, I said, now, if you're out there, follow me. I want to pray for you. If you're driving, park. Do something to show a sign. That is, do something as a sign of your faith to connect with the prayer that I'm praying. If you're driving, park. If you're listening to a radio, put your hand on it. We just said some of those things, and then we began to pray. And somebody sent a message later that when he followed those prayers, he got healed. Are you getting my point? It's, look, God designed those things that, so that why do you have to come somewhere, somebody lay hands on you? Stay where you are, the word can be sent. That's why God invented technology. If you're a preacher today, and you're not doing your work, I don't know what your excuse is. Some people tell me that, ah, how do you manage you write? I say, ah, hey, I get a laptop. Do you know, if you see me typing now, when my wife was even doing her project in her MBA then, 
I type a lot of it for her. Why? Because I can type fast. I learned to type writing tracts and books. Yes, I'm not kidding. I now write all my books straight. Now, these days, I've lost a book before. There's a book I had gone almost halfway through, How to Receive from God. My computer had a problem. I copied away all my files. I didn't know when I formatted it without copying that one away. So now I write straight from Dropbox. Next time I'm going to pick my phone, open it, I continue writing on the phone. When I click save, it's back on the server. When I get back home, I bring out the laptop. I just, you know, that's what God, God gave this technology for a reason. It does not include sitting down and watching a home video and football and sitting down and doing nothing. I just say, oh, ha, how can you never do like that? Everything that has an advantage has abuse. Are you getting my point? Every good thing can be abused. So on the internet, people spread a lot of rubbish. They spread a lot of iniquity. But God did not design it for that. And that's what one of my friends said. He said, listen, we Christians have a responsibility to populate the place also. Not hiding. Let's also generate good and flood the whole place. Please, I'm going somewhere about technology. Technology was designed by God, not by human beings, for his purpose. Why did I talk about the Roman road, which is what I want to use as my caption for my message today, even though I got to it so late, I'm wondering whether it's not appropriate. Um, I first heard this spoken about when I was listening to James D. Kennedy on Courage Hour on TV. Then when I wanted to prepare this message, I just remembered it, so I went and searched out. I, I, I stumbled into... I stumbled into uh, a few sites that have um, the information. Let me just read a bit from one of them. They said the spread of Christianity was facilitated by various factors. Among them, the structures that were present in the Roman Empire. They quoted one author, Gascoigne, and it says that though the early Christian, uh, Roman Empire may have not embraced Christianity and may even have persecuted it, it nonetheless provided a network of communications which greatly facilitated its dis- dissemination. I was quoting somebody. Say, among the critical contributions of the empire to the spread of the gospel was the provision of infrastructure, seaways, roads, and trade routes that the early missionaries such as Paul used to move from one place to another. The man said the primary concern of this thing I'm writing is to highlight why the Roman road system was a facilitating factor for the spread of Christianity. Let me stop reading there. That is, for Christianity to spread, God went ahead, made sure that the Romans conquered the world. He made them do what the Greeks did not do, what the Persians did not do. Romans came in and built roads that still exist till today. For that reason, Paul and Co. could quickly travel. They structured sea travel, all of those things. They thought they were doing trade, advancing their kingdom. But actually, God was preparing the method by which his own kingdom will advance. Are you getting my point? Let me really drop something for you, because it might help you help um, some preachers. Sometimes people say that, we were joking today at uh, Maker's wedding. We sat on the table. Me, Oye, um, um, who else was there? My wife was there. Um, who else was there? Uju, who else was there? Eh? Yeah, okay, yes, Sesta, all of that. We're sitting down on that table. And we're discussing, um, yeah, uh, Chima was there also. Some people were taking pictures. 
So, I was yapping on him that you will pay for that photo. I said, Chima has spot all of you. That Chima will come, take good pictures and you don't pay. <laughs> so you think photography is free. <laughs> I said, it's not free. These are expensive things. That now brought up to the gist about Kingdom World Ministries. And I remember somebody that wrote us a mail that once wanted to go get a particular message by one particular man of God. I won't mention the name. <laughs> so I said, go to the man's website. And I wanted to download the message. They said, pay. Ah-ah. Book, pay. Ah-ah. So he concluded that he was on the wrong site where they steal people's money. So he left, went back to Google, and continued to search. Then after he had finished searching up and down, I realized that this is not a pirate site. This is a real site. He said it dawned on him that he had been spoiled by Pastor Banky. That was why he wrote us a mail. Because as at now, we have almost 1,100 complete messages on our website, free to download from any part of the world. All our books there you can download for free. Should I say yes, it's now there. People are downloading hundreds of copies every month, just downloading it away. The day I sent a tweet that's now available for free download, somebody said, I'm dancing on my head right here. (laughs) (laughs) So that's why we're talking about it. Now, people say that, why did you do that? The only question I want to ask is, what is the only reason for not doing it? That, just think about it for a moment. Say, so, Pastor Banky, why do you do that? Why do you give the materials for free? I, I'm not going to answer that one yet. What I want to answer is, what would be the reason why I should not do that? Because I've thought about it to the left and to the right. What would be the reason? There is no reason I know. If you know one, come and share with me. Once I went to a website, I saw a book by one of these old Chinese authors. I wanted to write. I, when I, by the time I finished reading the caption under it, you can't copy, you can't save, you can just read it online. Why they don't? I just said, what's all of this? Of course, I shut it down. I didn't read it again. The, the wahala was too much to read the revelation of God. The restrictions were plenty. I have thought about it. And I came to the conclusion that just like the Romans built the roads, are you getting my point? For the advancement of the gospel without knowing it, my own understanding is that God created this internet for us to advance the gospel. That's what I see. All this technology, and remember the days when to get one book, you go work up and down. Those were, for me to buy W. Kenya and Kennedy in those days, it, it took faith. You know, my faith. Oh, Father God, you release the money. Because related to what I had, it was heavy pay. Heavy money. But these days, thank God for technology. One day, this man entered my house and said, Sir, I wanted you to be the first to have this. What is it? He gave me nothing less than, it can't be less than 300 messages by Kenneth Hagin. One soup. I just copied and I have been giving everybody that cared. Israel has given everybody that came to harass him. Yes. Listen, anybody wants to arrest me, I will say it. At the point that I selected the choice set of messages 
that Kenegin taught on divine healing to a school of ministers. I uploaded to our website and sent the link to my brethren in their mailing group, 400 people. Only one or two people said, Avanki, thank you. But good enough, I could check. We have a, you can, of course, if you run a website, you know. You can check the number of downloads. Man, guys were massive downloading. They didn't say anything. They didn't say, oh, thank you, Brabanki. Nothing. But just go behind. Massive downloading. They download. I said, look, I remember when, if we get, the first day I got one tape, Compassion of the Lord by Kenneth Hagin. In 1989, thereabouts, University of Benin, we had read Ken Hagen books, and somebody came with this message, and we put in the tape. I still remember the feeling. We all sat like this. We're hearing this angelic voice for the first time. God has come in the likeness of man. I'm sure nobody moved. He was talking. We have seen faith rise, mountain high, when men have been able to see this truth. Ah, The voice was as if God was talking. We knew how Moses felt when they were at the foot of Mount Sinai. One kiss it. One kiss it. When I got Bishop Oedipo's The Gospel of Abundance. Wow, my first time, I heard about the man, but then I heard the Gospel of Abundance. Somebody said I appear good all the time. I said, because I'm good inside. And if you are good inside, it makes you good outside. And I believe in good things because good things are good. That's the first line of that message I just played for you. <laughs> I listened to that. Listen. I listened to that tape. Listen, 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 listen. In the first few months, I did like 70 times. Then if you check the number after I did over after that time, I can't count. No matter I gave it to, I don't know. Finally, one day, we found the old tape, digitized it. I loaded it to my website again and forwarded it to my brethren. Brethren, listen to something. Many of you here, you have listened to that message. Technology. Once those that day in school, my friend, they were quarreling, talking about, hey, Bishop, what, what do I talk about money? One of my friends said, this guy loves the Lord. He just doesn't, he doesn't know what he's saying. So I left the argument there. He went to his room. He was ironing. I came, I said, ah, man of God. I call him Pastor Man. I said, Pastor Man, oh, you are busy. I took the tape, slotted it into his machine. I said, please listen to this while you iron. And I went back to my room. After about 30 minutes, I came back. My brother, how is he going? He had abandoned ironing. He had gone to his bed in the heat and covered himself. I don't know why he did that. And in his hand, he had a small Gideon's Bible. And he was thumping through it aggressively. I said, I know I got this guy. <laughs> I knew I got this guy. <laughs> Just one tip. I put it inside. Now, why am I saying all of these things? God gave us technology for that purpose. That's how I bless, that's how I bless people. If I don't like you, I give you money. If I love you, I give you a message. <laughs> well, not literally like that. But I mean, when I really wanted to bless you, eh? it was not money. Ask this wife I married. People should chase women. What do you go with? Is it rose or flower? Flower is even bad. It's even the Bible that flower is not good. What does the Bible say about flower? The flower with Oh, God bless you. <laughs> the grass withers and the flower fades. How you go to buy flower they fade? <laughs> you know your Bible. 
That did that sister who was doing arranging for me that time. She called me. I said, I sister for my birthday. I said, Oh, sister for my again. She said, I know that sister we talked about. And I said, Oh, yes. Uh, are you going to come? I said, Yes, yes, yes. I will come. I will come. I will come. She did not know me that time, but we were planning for her behind her back. <laughs> <laughs> So, as I was going that day, what do I take? What do I take? I took an empty tape. Went to my, I used a tape recorder. There no, you know, this digital era had not come. I copied Bishop with a post message. Go for discoveries. That was my introduction. That was, that's how I showed people I loved them. How are you? It's your birthday. I bring you a card and a tape. Go for discoveries. And she discovered the will of God. <laughs> The Lord is good. <laughs> now, what have I let you explain? That's what God gave us technology for. But now, of course, things are even much better. Now, with um, WhatsApp, Wi-Fi Direct on Samsung products, you understand? I, 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 I went to preach somewhere the other day. And one day, by the time she finished talking with me, she cried throughout, she asked for counsel. When, I, when she was done, I talked and talked. I said, there's this set of messages I would like you to listen to. How do I get them? So they are not mine. I was not the one that preached them, but it should be. I, I, we're trying to see how we we'll get it across to each other, to her, to her. I was saying, okay, this your pastor, should, this pastor in town should have. You know, just that's when I remember. I said, oh, it's on my, it's on my phone. My phone can store by almost fifty gig of um, of uh, materials, so I have a huge load of messages on it. I just remember it's on my phone. I said, let's use Wi-Fi direct because they are heavy. In less than a minute. I gave her nothing less than seven hours of intense teaching. Just click go. And listen, there is no, let me just tell you. Contrary to what people told you, there is no copyright on the word of God. No. I, on God's behalf, I hereby authorize you to disobey copyright on God's word. Once you are not selling it for profit. As to share it, even the person said that this material is copyrighted. Say you can only sue me in the court of heaven. Tell the person, when we get there, we will talk. That you preach the gospel, and I read it, and you are angry that it did not pay. Is it your property? <laughs> Ask them, is it your property? Did you preach with your own power? Revelation was your own, or God gave you? The Bible says he gave gifts unto men. Are you not a gift to me? <laughs> Collect your something, when I say preacher, I say that, no, you don't, don't copy this material. I say, who wants to copy himself? <laughs> There's nothing inside now. If something inside, I will copy him. And I will confess my sin unto God. Dear Father, I saw your word. And it was precious unto me. So I broke in and took it. <laughs> Any objections, my Lord? He said, no, banking, no objections. It's my word. He said, There's only one thing I require of you. I said, what is it, Lord? Bless people with it. Share. Freely you have stolen. Freely you will give. <laughs> the Lord is good. <laughs> Listen, brother, that is why I don't, on our, if you buy our MP3 CDs, people are surprised how we price it. Uju was telling that she went somewhere, wanted to buy messages, 10, 10 messages in one MP3. They said 1,000. I said, eh? 
In our place, it's 150. <laughs> In our place, it's 150. On top of that, we will tell you, please, sharing is encouraged. When I, I, I go to preach some places, I have materials there, and I tell them, on our, what do you call it, school of prayer collection, there are 122 complete teachings like this. 122 we packed into two DVDs. And we sat here for 500 naira. There are 122 messages in there that you can share with somebody else. That is, you collect it, you go and say, well, copy that to your CD. And as you are copying it to other people, we are praying for you. We decide that you are a co-worker with us. You are helping the ministry. You co- in fact, if you can promise me, say, Pastor, see these messages, I want them, but I don't have money. This is my promise to you. For every one you give me, I will copy it onto at least 10 different people's computers. God is my witness, I will give you every single one. For every computer you copy it into, may the Lord give you extra money. Yeah. Honestly. People say, why do you allow that? I say, why was I born? I don't know whether you get my point. You are helping me make sure that my mother's life is fulfilled. <laughs> because for she, she was not like a to me. So you, by doing that, you say, this madam, you did not born a child anyhow. This one was born on purpose by the will of God. That's what you are helping me do. You are helping me tell my wife, you made the right choice marrying this black guy. That's what you are doing. Why should I put a restriction on it? God gave us this technology to advance truth. I think I must be careful to take myself out of the way. When I release, should I say yes, into the, our website for free download. You know what I said? You know when the Jews do this, we take their tithes and their first fruits. God told them what to chant. They will say, I have taken the hallowed things out of my house. So when I release them, I said, Lord, I have taken the hallowed book out of my computer. <laughs> That's what I told the Lord. I said, I'm sorry. For all the years I delayed in releasing it, I am sorry. Now I have released this thing. I have removed the hallowed things out of my house. Let it go forth and bless people. I derive my joy every time from checking how many downloads for the month. And of course, expectedly, for the last month, July, um, you know we broke Shulaziyas into two files. God is a matchmaker and fundamentals of Christian marriage were our top downloads for the last month. Right now, they are on top. All the things downloaded from our website, that's the one guys. Are, and for every person who downloads, who knows how many people they flip to their phones. That for me is the joy of my soul. It makes me rejoice. I went somewhere once. There's one woman I met, you know, at the port, at the jetty. When she saw me, she went on both knees in public to greet. I was embarrassed. And she had her children with her. Her husband was there. She just saw me. I just saw her approaching my direction. Then she, she stopped where I was and knelt down complete. Ah, madam, please get up. We're in the public. <laughs> Later, I saw one brother. I told him, he said, that woman, you changed her life entirely. He said, oh, pastor, you will know what you did for her. <laughs> he said, you turned her life around entirely. She never came to Enugu. I hope you are getting my point. That is the aim of technology. I talked about the Romans. God, gave them, God made them build roads. The gospel walked on those roads and moved all over the place. Now, God has given us devices, electronic devices of all sorts. The primary reason is for 
advancing the knowledge of God, both in your personal life and around. Listen to this. What God requires of you in this season, to whom much is given. That's what I was talking about. Much is required. Can you imagine, when, when they first started, Bill Gates thought that an average person can do with 8 megabytes of memory space. I think it was 8 megabytes. What did he say? I don't know if I remember. Those early days. Bill Gates did not think he would need up to 20 megabytes. But right now, it's a joke. If they sell you a phone that the internal memory now is less than 10 gigabytes, your friends are looking at you and say, well, I've been at techno. Now, so they go, they look your phone. I mean, the latest Samsung, um, um, what do you call it? Uh, no, uh, the S7, yes. And then I think the Note 6. You can expand the memory to 250 gigabytes. <laughs> Just about 20 years ago or so, Bill Gates did not think you need more than 8, 8 megabytes. Or so, thereabout. I think 8 or 10. But since that, because he thought it was just digits, digits, digits. Now, pictures, images, but for us, word. Word. What am I saying? That's your technology. It's your Roman road. It's your Roman road. When you pick your phone, that's what I expect. Now, listen. Of course, if you're a preacher, you use your phone for advance the gospel, but I'm talking about you as an individual. For your own life. Sometimes people say that, ah, phones are expensive. I say, but sir, you have a car. Yeah, preachers, your friend. I'm sure he does not believe in spending 50000 on the phone. But how much is this car? It depends on what you think he's supposed to do. I tell an average Christian, these days, oh, Having a good phone is not about whether I'm rich or poor. I think instead of having two pairs of shoes, have a pair of slippers and a good phone. Let me tell you the advantage of a good phone. There's a clock on it. There's touch light. Are you following me? Good. But most importantly, there is an MP3 player Video player, message player, podcast catcher. Things to enrich your, the air around you with the spirit, with the uh, letters that carry the spirit. To enrich your life with the word that transmits the spirit of God into your system. Sometimes you go to your friends and say, I would like to listen to this message. Hey, when can I get it? What is when can I get it? You flip the phone open. Where's your own? Put on your Wi-Fi for me. Okay, let me say, click, 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 click. Which one do you want? David, the report. Uh, uh, gospel of what about? Click, click, click. Have you seen that one? Click, yes. Um, what about, oh, you want Pastor Bangi? Ah, uh, that one. That one. You have up to two gig of space? <laughs> <laughs> the guy's phone has been changed, then his life will be changed. That's what I call the Roman road. God did not give us technology to be playing around. No. When you want to sleep, all this one, I can't sleep, I can't sleep. Worry is worrying me. Listen, let me, have, <laughs> let me tell you how to worry, worry back. It's very simple. Ask my wife. It works well. Just open that smartphone. 
scroll to um, um, Understanding Praise and Thanksgiving by Kenneth Hagin, The Wonders of Thanksgiving, David Yedeko, and uh, Life Works in Me by Pastor Banky. Just sequence the three of them and say, play. Leave it down there and lie down there. It's one of two things. Either the devil will let you sleep, <laughs> or he will aid the advancement of the gospel into your life. You should choose one. I found out when it's night, that demon of worry will just say, There you go, Joe. I'm serious. The demon of worry leaves you alone. Fill your environment with the word of God. Ah, one thing sometimes in my house, I want to I lie down at night. I put on my thing. You know, whenever it's silent, small sounds very loud. So I put my tab or my phone under the pillow, put the pillow on it and lie on it so that I have been very low voice, so I not to disturb my wife. So Kennedy is talking, or David Paulson is talking, and they are talking and talking. Next thing I get a kick. It's not a spirit. My wife woke up, and I realized that this man is listening alone. <laughs> so when I get, I just get, somebody just kick my leg, and I say, what is it? So I move the leg, like, maybe I'm disturbing. She will stretch and kick further. It's a place where I can hear it. (laughs) (laughs) Initially, I said, sorry, I didn't want to disturb your sleep. said, don't worry. So just tune out the volume a bit and put it in between us. Listen, you can fall asleep after 10 minutes. It doesn't matter. But for 10 minutes, and sometimes when you are dreaming, you start dreaming interesting dreams. All these other witches are pursuing me. It's when you watch too many home movies and you fall asleep worrying. Witches will pursue you. But if you fall asleep with the word of God soaking your environment, you will dream of heaven and you are not dead yet. <laughs> Listen, let me just stop here, alright, because of our time. What is the message I'm preaching? One major way we get faith, alright, is to let the word dwell around us. They cannot dwell in us. Fill your environment with it. This little device, I've seen preachers go after phone. Their phone is a distraction. Listen to me. A good phone is the will of God. All this money you used to buy, Mary Kay, and you are paying small, small. Women, buy a good phone. Put an investment inside it. I know one man, one of our, well, he's a a man of God I respect. listens to us a lot here. Oh, this is interesting part. One day I entered UNTH theater. One man came for surgery. His son came for surgery and his son. The man was there. As soon as he saw me, he just brought out his radio to show me that he was listening to me just before I entered. Why? That man gives them memory cards as gifts when they do well. It's loaded, it can load 200 pastor banking messages in a small card and it's his gifts to you. So all of them in church carry small things that play SD cards. That is what, listen, if he, why, I just, why I'm talking about phones is that it's been a tremendous blessing to me. I write books on it. That's why I don't use small screen phones. My screen has to have a large screen. That's, that's just, for, that is for me, it's, it's, I don't believe in show off. Show off is of the devil. If you buy an iPhone because you want people to think you have money, poverty is on your, that is, poverty is begging to come to your house. That's not, so forget all of that rubbish. I'm talking about function for your life. That's what I'm talking about. Say, so listen, I need at least 25 gig of space. 
If you think anybody was born with gospel in his head, it's a lie. You have to read it. I, Daniel, understood by books. Thought the anointing and revelation, the man read book. Faith will not just drop from your head onto your head from heaven. When God wants to drop it, he passes it through words. Even though I believe, I'm one of those who believe that we can pray for faith. But when God wants to answer it, most times, he sends a word to you. And you must be available to hear the word. I still have many more things to say, but now I have really overshot the time. Let us close now. Let's bow down heads and just say, Father, thank you. Let's just bow down heads. Let's close now. Let's just thank the Lord. Father, we give you thanks. In Jesus' name we have prayed. The Lord bless you for coming today in Jesus' name. The Lord will fill your life with his word in the name of Jesus. He will fill your heart with faith in him in the name of Jesus. You will have the faith of God. And you will speak to this mountain. Be removed from here and be cast into the sea and it will obey you. You will speak to disease. Leave my body and it will obey you. You will speak to a sickness. Leave my son's body and it will obey you. You will speak to lack. Leave my life and it will obey you. You will speak to frustration. Leave my system and it will obey you. You will speak to problems in your family. Live here and it will obey you. In the name of Jesus Christ. The Lord will fill you with the dew of heaven. He will give you your own manna from heaven. Manna is the word of God. Your word for your season. God will send it to you in Jesus name. There is a word you need to hang your faith upon. The Lord will reveal reveal that word to you in the name of Jesus. He will release it to you in the name of Jesus Christ. God will supply all your needs. You will have your own divine.